What's up, comic book nerds? Welcome to episode 25 of the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. If you are joining us live right now, thank you for participating. And if you are a first-timer, we are a book club for people who like to read comics. Every week we take a different story arc or a collected volume, which we read along together. Then we gather on a Wednesday via these live streams, which go out on Facebook and YouTube to share our thoughts, views, reviews, and opinions on the book that we've read. Uh, so if you have read along this week or you've read this book uh, previously, stick around and uh, share all of your uh, your views with us and your review scores. Uh, so let's uh, refresh people's brains on what we are reading this week. Uh, we have been reading Lock and Key Volume 1, which I think is more accurately titled Welcome to Lovecraft. Uh, this was published by IDW in 2008 and collects issues one to six. It was uh, written by Joe Hill, uh, which some people may know or may not know. He's the son of the novelist Stephen King. The art was by Gabriel Rodriguez. The color was by Jay Photos. The letters were by uh, Robbie Robbins. So good they named him twice. And it's edited by Chris Braille, who also wrote the first adaption for... Um, Sean of the Dead comics for IDW as well. There you go, folks. There you go. That's what we're reading. Uh, I think this a lot of people are excited for this one, I think, from uh, looking at Instagram and the messages and stuff this week. Uh, so let's get to the introductions, folks. As always, I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, and they are, first up, we have the man who has the keys to your heart. It's Phil from the YouTube channel, Phil's Nerdiverse. Hey, everyone. We have the man who has the keys to the kingdom. It's Shane from Dawn of Comics. Hello, 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 hello. And we have the man who's constantly looking for his car keys. It's Scott from the YouTube channel, Scotia. Hello. <laughs> I feel like that was a very big, like that was a QI moment. You know, when they have the funny thing with Alan uh, on the mm. buzzers with the QI. That's, that was well, me then. I was going to refer to you as the guy who asks whose keys are these, but there we go. Yeah, that's us. Uh, that is the nerd herd. And let's meet all the people joining the herd uh, for this Wednesday. Let's, let's take a look who's in here. We have uh, our friend Tom from this month in movies saying good evening, nerd herders. We have Liam Cartwright joining us. Evening peeps. We have Comic Bound joining us. Adams here. Hey guys, been looking forward to this one all day. Yeah, me too. Uh, and <laughs> good boy. <laughs> we have uh, Sean the Noob. Evening peeps, looking forward to opinions on this one. Uh, I'm in there as well. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> hello, hello, says Firehawk. We have Coraline joining us. Hey guys. Uh, sub shocks in here as well evening herders we have sif lordly hello nerd herd comic book club and chat uh daryl's here welcome daryl hope you well just scrolling on down here see who else we have we have comics versus the world joining us as well uh tb collects he's here uh phil's there i can see phil you're in here as well and we have uh we have matt here I haven't seen Matt. I spoke to him earlier today. It's been a while since me and Matt spoke, but Mystery Knights Brown, he's here. Uh, and I do believe, have I missed anyone, Scott? You always double check. I don't me. think so. I have had a good look, and I don't think so. We're all think, clear. You, missed, you missed Beth last time, but she hasn't piped up. So it's all that's, good. That, that's why I'm asking you, buddy. I don't <laughs> want to incur the wrath of Beth again. Like, he, no. won't, he won't make that mistake again. No, nope, no. I certainly won't. No, no, no. Okay, so that's what we're reading. And uh, as always, we kick off with a synopsis um, of the book. And that is uh, usually delivered by who chose this pick. And that would be Scott. Ooh, Over to you, mate. What a surprise. Uh, so Lock and Key is about um, a family who unfortunately had, like, the father of the family was, was murdered. And they moved to this house called Key House. And uh, the, the youngest child there, he discovers that um, there are some magical keys in this house. But there is an evil creature or monster or person, whatever you want to call it, lurking around the place, um, trying to manipulate little, little Bodhi uh, into doing what she wants to get what she wants. And with the also little uh, sub subplot of uh, the murderer getting out of jail and finding his way back to Key House. 
Very good. Very good. Really enjoyed it. There we go. That is the synopsis, folks. And uh, all right, let's let's get let's just get straight into it. Um, Shane, you want to start us off on this one? Um, I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, the art. What I do every time. Every time you tell us what we're reading next, I will look at the first page before I even start reading, like days before I start reading, I look at the first page to see what kind of mindset I need to be in. Because if the art's going to be terrible, I have to be in that mindset. And as soon as I saw the first page, I was just, I just fell in love with the artwork. So I was well happy and I absolutely adored it. And the story was great as well, which was a nice bonus. With the, with the artwork, um, I got admit, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, you know, Probably. it's it's not usually my kind of style. Um, did, did anybody else have that first reaction or were the, you wowed like Shay? The, the faces are definitely animated. Mm-hmm. Like some, like, you know, the picture you put up when, you know, the big picture you put up when you introduce the book and whatever, the, the little face you put in the blue, the faded bit then. Yeah. His eyes were everywhere, teeth out. Do you know what I mean? It was a bit very animated, a bit over-exaggerated. Um, but most of the time they're good it's just when some like serious uh emotions going on where these kind of faces are pulled yeah uh comic band scene here um gabriel rodriguez was an architect you can really tell by the way he constructs everything like the buildings and the architecture they do something what, in the what a, what a great trade. what a great comic book for a guy to work on about a house that's haunted so to speak you know oh there so you go yeah did do the architecture there that's great to design the house, yeah. Uh, we, we've got TB saying uh, he didn't love the art. Tyler wasn't a fan. Okay. I, I have mixed feelings on the art. Like, I did like it. However, for... Like, this is a horror book, but it's not the most horrific horror book, if you know what I'm trying to say. But I usually, I'm usually used to kind of that scratchy, kind of dark art for horror mm. books. And this wasn't... Like how, like how Sabrina was. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. But this, this, yeah. Wasn't, this wasn't like that. It's still good. I still enjoyed it, but it's not what I thought it would be for a horror story. Yeah, uh, Firehawk saying uh, the art seemed uh, gritty, uh, but he found it a bit cartoony. I'm kind of the same as you there, Firehawk. And um, you just say the backgrounds were awesome, though, which I agree with. But Daryl hits the nail on the head for me. Um, I think he's saying I had that reaction. I grew into it due to the story. I think I'm with Daryl there for me. I agree. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a grower, not a shower. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> um, you know, when you, I think, yeah, like, you know, looking like this is one of the first comics I ever read. Um, this is my third time reading this now and I love it. And, um, yeah, like, you know, going, seeing the first few pages, you're like, oh, okay. It's a bit, you know, yeah, the faces are a bit strange. It's not, it's not what we're used to. Um, you know, I think the colours the colours in the book are muted, rightly so, because of the theme, you know, the, the genre, the horror kind of thriller yeah. style of the book. But it's it's the story and it's what do the keys do? Where's the next key? What's gonna happen? And it's all about keys. And it's just it's it's just uh, you know, I could read that as a novel and be really happy with it. And I think it is literally just about the story, you know, obviously think- it's about the art. I think the um, the artwork for me, I, I, I found it a grim and grotesque for sure. Um, cartoony at the same time. Um, but I will say it did fit the story. And I think, yeah. like like Daryl said, as I read on, the two did kind of like sync up for me. And I was like, oh, okay, this kind of fits the kind of cartoony grimness of it all. Yeah. Um, and I, But I thought the character designs were great as well and the key designs. Um, or all, all of that stuff. I liked how you could tell, like each of the the, the characters had enough that would distinguish them away from uh, other people in that comic. So you had like you know Ty Tyler, who was the big kind of hawking son, and then you had Bodie and and Kinsey. Is, is that her name? Yeah, Kinsey. Kinsey. Yeah. So she had kind of like her crazy hair and stuff with the green, and then the design of um, Dodge. As the uh, you know was was great you know coming out of the well yeah yeah, yeah. um there, there were like obviously with the art there were quite uh tragic horrific moments obviously you mentioned it's got the, the color wise but like the blood popped more oh yeah where there was blood oh, yeah. in the scene, it, it definitely was more apparent like yeah. i love 
I love the art of the you know whenever Bodhi would go through the door to become a ghost. Yeah, like the colours on that. Like I know it's only like like a light blue, but the way it's done, like mm. how they just use one colour to completely draw the outline and a, you know a bit of some features of the character and then kind of wispy ghosty bits is mm. great and I loved all of those. Yeah, comic band saying uh, fantasy horror uh, suits the book more than it would if it was gritty and gothy. Yeah, I, I agree. I think yeah. we're all looking, apart from uh, our man Tyler here, I think we, we look just skimming through the comments. I think the art was uh, was was appreciated, really, from, from looking at the... Uh, yeah. The art felt really familiar to me, but can't place where I've seen similar art before, says Liam. I think the... the for me, the faces felt similar to um, Once and Future. Not, I, I know it, like Dan Mora's faces are completely different, but it had that realistic, cartoony style, like Dan Mora. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like Scott said, it had a very kind of animated vibe to it at the same time. Um, TB's uh, kind of extending his comment. He says, while I didn't love the art, I was sucked into the story and didn't care because I just wanted to find out where it was going. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Totally. That's, that's the thing. Like For me, it's like 75% story, 25% art. That's what I'm in this for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I can't wait to keep reading more. Like I've got six volumes. I've read three of them. I've got, I'm going to read the other three and I'm just loving it. Yeah, mm. I, I'm in it for the story, and I'm, I am going to continue reading. The art for me is a bonus because yeah. I love the art. So if yeah. that's a, if that's the, if it's the same artist throughout the entire run, I'm going to be incredibly happy. Yeah, I don't want to downplay the art though because it it kind of sounds like I didn't like it, and and I did. I just when I first started reading, I was all like, "Oh, this isn't usually my kind of style that I would warm to." Um, but then it didn't take long at all. Once I kind of picked up the atmosphere of that story, I kind of realized that those two things did go together really well. Um, you know, like particularly like you said, Scott, about the the tones that they used, mm. um, you know, because let's let's be honest, for those that haven't read, there's no kind of pizzazz of color in this really, is there? Um, no. It is a very kind of like monotone, but, but again, I think that probably helps keep it a very dark and gothic kind of feel to it. If it had a lot of, splashes of color and stuff it maybe lose a little bit of the vibe yeah yeah i 100 agree i'm similar to you dana when i first started reading it and look at the art it was the same i wasn't expecting like the horror book what kind of got but it wasn't just horror it was, it was really like a real intense thriller i thought and to be honest like i don't like reading the source material off mm. Off a TV show that I've already watched. I've already watched the television show on Netflix, so I wasn't yeah. really looking forward to reading this because I, I, I do it the other way. You read the source material first, then watch the show, and you pick out what was left out and put in, and so on, so so forth. So, but yeah. I was a bit skeptical about reading this, but um, delighted I did because I also quite loved it. Um, Caroline saying uh, that the, her and Adam preferred the art gallery at the end, um, but I'm the same as you, Phil. If I'm honest with you. Um, because I watched the the series before I watch uh, before I read this, I was kind of worrying that it was gonna ruin the Netflix series for me. It was gonna kind of, you know, we all know the book is usually better than than the movie, and I was worried that this book was really gonna make me not want to carry on watching with the Netflix stuff. Yeah, it's like I I I started to read Harry Potter after I watched the movies, and it didn't work. So don't do that. So I knew I wasn't I wasn't looking forward to this in that way. Um, so, but again, I will read on because the Scots say before that each volume of this book is an, is a series and a TV show. Is that right? Well, yeah, pr- no, no, no. Episode one is pretty much volume one. Oh, okay. Um, with no. some added extras, and then so oh, all of season I, one is pretty much the whole of the six volumes. No, no, no. I felt like um, this volume was more like half of the series. Because so we find out stuff in this book that we don't find out till halfway through the series. Well, the, the yeah, but the stuff that happens in episode one that never happens in this book either. Oh, so yeah, they've picked they've picked out bits, haven't they? Yeah, it seems like there's uh, mixed feelings as well about the TV show. So uh, you've got Adam here saying uh, didn't love the TV show, uh, and that's probably because this is one of his favourite comic books. Mm-hmm. But then uh, we've got a Firehawk saying, uh, you know, he. He thinks that they can both stand alone 
uh, as a show and, and a comic. I will say, I, didn't, I, I think if I'd have read the book first and then watched the Netflix show, I may probably have not enjoyed the Netflix show as much as I did without having read this. That makes sense. Yeah, because, yeah, of, the, because of the spoilers in the book. I think I prefer, yeah. see, I prefer seeing the spoilers and then reading them to reading them and then seeing them. I think I'm that think, way around. Yeah, definitely this time. While I was reading, I was waiting for things to happen, which I knew were coming. Mm. So I was excited as I was reading because I wanted to see how that would convert mm, into yeah. comic form. So I was like, oh, I wonder when this is going to happen. How are they going to do this? Because this was quite good in the in motion. It's great. But how are you going to do that on pages? So I was pleasantly surprised with how they handled that. Okay, let's, uh, let's, how they took from the comic to the show. Let's talk about uh, some of the artwork then that we've kind of selected as our favourite stuff. But before we do that, um, because I can see Tyler's made a comment here. Um, he said, uh, with the style of art, I was completely surprised at how dark this story got. Uh, the trucker scene, the bus, basically <laughs> everything with the kid. Now, can I just say, like, the page I was going to choose was the trucker yeah. scene. Because oh, no. how can we not have this episode about this book uh, and not talk about Roadhead? Like, uh, <laughs> no, they, they, there were two pages in this book that you could have taken out. They weren't needed. They were only there for the shock factor, um, and it was that scene. And um, at the begin, at the beginning, or the flashback when you find out what the axe wielding kid did to the mother, you don't need. They didn't need those in. They I weren't think, needed in I the think, book. I personally think yes, we need more roadhead in comic books. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Maybe the roadhead was put but, there to show like what Sam a, would do. It's a seventeen-year-old mm. boy. I don't need to see that in my comic books. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, yeah, I do agree with you. The the shock factor of it was was I think it wasn't you know, needed. If you well, he, I, he I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I couldn't work out what they were trying to do. Were they trying to show you as a reader like the lengths he will go to for this for these keys, yeah, or that's, that's were they showing we you like? Or were they showing you that he was, you know, because we saw his family and the background to that where, you know, his mom didn't treat him very nice. His dad was abusive. Like, are, are we kind of seeing that it's more like Cormac McCarthy's child of God kind of thing where if you treat people like that, what do you expect? How do you expect them to behave in society? Like, I couldn't work out what they were trying to do with, with those bits. I figured it was just his, he's just his dad's son, isn't he? They have to put like child sex scenes in their writing. So, you right, know, yeah. Stephen King did it with it. So he just felt like he had to do it. It wasn't needed. You could just like, take that panel what out. Do, what can I do to uh, bring the gross factor into my book? Got any kids? Some weird, weird sexual <laughs> stuff. Get that in. People will love it. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like you could just remove that one panel because you can have the rest of it where he talks to him about how to make the money. You can have that part. You know, he tells him. Yeah, well, you, you could you could have referenced this rather than shown it. I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I can see what you mean there. Um, all right, let's move on from that. You know, like I just wanted to get that elephant out of the room there. You know what I mean? Like somebody was bound to bring you up. Yeah, right, you. Let's, it was yeah. No, I thought you know what? May, may, may as well be me rather than loads of people in, in the chat there going, "Why are you talking about Roadhead?" You know what I mean? We might as well get it out of the room. Roadhead. Uh, all right then, let's uh, let's go for it. Shane, do you want to go through your chosen uh, uh, page first, Nick? Yeah. So this, I chose this panel because um, this one actually got me in the feels. Um, the rest mm -hmm. of the book, I was just I was enjoying, and you know, I was excited, and I was on the edge of my seat, and it was thrills and chills. And but this one actually, like proper, broke my heart. Um, not just because of what he's saying, but the reflection in the urn of him holding his family's hands and you they're not there like there's there's no head you can't see them you can just see him and it, it just probably hit me right in the heart um i, I just i loved it um uh, are you tearing dad, up <laughs> it was like my dad was cremated as well so like i, oh. I appreciate this scene very much it was yeah it was but oh that, so this actually that, meant something to you yeah, on it was, that I personal that level wow really, really beautifully done so I and there was me that. thinking you chose this just because of the derp face 
That was that was <laughs> No, I loved his shirt face when he passed out. I thought it was hilarious, yeah, especially when Kenzie like poking him. She's like, get up. I'm yeah. going now. <laughs> I did like those four panels. I think it was round about this part where when she thinks he's joking, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Oh, this isn't funny. She like walks away, comes back, and he's like just like still there, not moved. Yeah, I I love that bit. It's quite good. Yeah. And she picks her head in the corner, make sure he's. You know, yeah. <laughs> he it takes me back to when we uh, when we read uh, "I Hate Fairyland" with the um, when Gert's with unconscious. The, yeah, yeah, when he's when yeah. she's unconscious <laughs> and he just has his old life. Okay, Scott, how about you, mate? Let's uh, let's see your Skidoki. recommended page that you enjoyed. Uh, this this is the page. Like you know, Sam is a very unlikable character in this book, obviously, but. He is he is the driving force of the story, um, and I think it was this page um, that just kind of shown what he'll do. You know, just uh, you know, he's done it. He, what he has done and what he will continue to do to get to what he wants. And it's just like you know, just chatting. You know, chatting with this this boat driver shoots him. I I love how. You know the the big mid middle panel is so far away, and it just shows that like there's nothing around. It's just those two, and you just have that little 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 bang. You know the little word bang, and he just comes back to Sam, and he's just holding the steering wheel. His eyes haven't moved. He hasn't moved his his gaze at all, and he's just done this heartlessly, and just killed this guy, taking control of the boat, and now he's just gonna. He's got his light thrown, ready to burn the boat, and I just thought it was just it just shows. Uh, just with with not a lot of words, just really showing the type of person he is, and I really enjoyed that. But yeah, that that this did the same, didn't it, with the bus? Yeah. When yeah. you see him just walking from the bus to the guy, I, that was yeah. Well, what you've just said there, Scott, about you know, not a lot of words that that really um, feeds into the, the the page I chose, which I, I wouldn't say it's like a crazy interesting one, but I picked this just because there's a lot of. Um, uh, panels in this that where it doesn't even use dialogue um yeah. and i i absolutely loved it it was so good and i don't know whether it's because we've been reading quite a lot of books that have quite a lot of dialogue but i thought this was quite refreshing you know and this kind of like one part in the volume where i think it's like three or four pages don't have any text on them at all um and i just thought that's a clever use of artwork and panels like i like that in comic books like you don't need to tell me all the time like you can show me you know like and i thought that they did that really well in this book yeah i agree yeah definitely yeah. and this is so, one of the differences between the book and the tv show uh, how that key works oh what that particular key there yeah in that yeah. In, the, in the book you have to use it to, to a door through a door but in the tv show it goes under the chin ah yeah Phil, how, how about your page, mate? Do you want to talk us through your page? I think, Scott, you already mentioned this one earlier, didn't you? Yeah. This was, all, this was my pick until I got to my page. That's awesome. It's just, like, it's, I spent the longest... I spent the longest time looking at this at this through the whole book. Like, that that axe is embedded, like, two inches in like, his skull, and like, his eyes are popping. Like, he's just, you know... As the expect. one I just to the side is fantastic yeah. The, yeah. the blood's gushing out of his mouth and like i don't like gore or such but i just think like you know and he, even like the, the mom like she's obviously crying she's cut up her dress is ripped she's been in that room and you look at her face like she's obviously teared up but like it's like she's biting her, her lip like she's putting every bit of energy and force into that swing and i almost felt like i heard it in my head when i read it like i heard the impact yeah. of that axe like you but, can oh, see that she's hating that yeah. but needs but, to do it but also, like the a few pages before that, that was the scene where obviously they, they killed the dad, and he, they spotted Tyler and his, his brother and sister outside, and they started looking looking for them type thing. Like that was intense. Few pages. It was just a quite a tense situation, yeah. and that just that wallop just ended. Like it was that was the end type thing. I was just like, I just thought yeah. it was great, and it, even like uh, I'm not saying very daft, but like the the wood grain on the wooden floor and on the door kind of you know the background looked pretty 
interesting too, yeah. just for being a simple door. I, I think this goes back to what Adam was saying about him being an architect, because a lot of the background stuff, particularly with the houses, it, it did have quite a lot of detail, as in, you know, you did see like grain of wood, and so it wasn't just kind of coloured brown with a few marks on it. Like, there were quite a lot of details in there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like that's that's someone just mentioned in the chat. That's a pure zombie kill. That was great. <laughs> yeah, Fire, Firehawk says uh, pure zombie kill. Um, right, like before we move on and uh, and uh, talk about some of the writing, then uh, we've got Tyler here saying uh, he wanted to talk about that part. I'm presuming the bit that we had up on the screen just there. Uh, what was the point of uh, changing? Oh, it's the panel I had. Sorry. What was the point of uh, changing agenda? That whole scene kind of didn't make sense to me. I thought personally that that was so that, that they, you know, um, he's old. What was her name? The, the teacher. Uh, oh, the gym teacher. Yeah, he, he basically went back to his old form, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That he didn't turn. She didn't turn into him. She yeah. turned back into him. Yeah. Thank I think, you. I think you just articulated that way better than yeah. I was trying to do. <laughs> Yeah, she was yeah. originally him, and yeah, if you keep reading, you'll find out. Yeah, yeah that's that's how <laughs> I interpreted it as well. Um, Nanubi saying uh, it's probably more to do with how Dodge affects different people, so changing gender helps influence them. I think that's probably a factor of it as well, you know, because if, like, say that teacher who he was in love or was in love with him years ago, like, wouldn't have recognised him, would they? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and yeah, he's able, he's able to manipulate the teacher because they have the past type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I I kind of like that though. I liked the the thing that I liked about that the most as well is just that all of those keys, the the one that we can change gender, go through the doors and all, all of that. Like it made it feel like this book, like anything was possible. Like I could turn the page and something would be there to make me go, wow, you know. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think that's probably one of the big selling points of this, of this story as a whole, isn't it? It's like, what key will they, you know, what key will they think of next? What what will they find? What will that key do? How will it affect people? How can you use it to your advantage? Like, I really loved how they used the ghost key to trap Sam mm -hmm. as a ghost. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um, you know that was savage, but that's something that you know. When we're reading, we're just going, "Oh, okay, you can become you can become a ghost. You go back in your body, cool." But uh, I'm willing to bet that most people never thought, "What if you shut the door? What if someone <laughs> closes the door? Going, oh, there's a dead body there. Let's move that. Shut the door. It's cold." And then the ghost is like, "What the hell? Where do I go? How do I get back my body back?" And it's just that, you know, it's just it's it's cool. I love the whole mystery behind the keys and how they were. Did Dodge take the key from that from the ghost door? Someone when, did. When she when she pushed when she pushed him through uh, when he pushed him through, he, he locked it and took the key, didn't he? Because uh, both yeah. details say he can't find the key again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was confused by that. They couldn't find the key. That's right. At the end, the, the, yeah. the, the siblings. Yeah, we just didn't. It. We just we just didn't see him take it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I, I think when I first read that, um, I was kind of like, oh, what the, what's happened there? But I think, yeah, the, the key was taken. Because um, I think that does come into play a bit later on. Um, yeah, so, okay, let's move on to the writing then. Let's get into the, uh, the, 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 the meat and bones of the writing then. We seem to have naturally progressed there. Uh, so, Phil, uh, you want to start with the writing, mate? What did you make of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know much about Joe Hill. And I know he's got a famous dad. He writes a lot of books, but uh, does, does does Joe Hill write novels as well? Because this, like we mentioned earlier on, this could be a novel in the way it was written. Like it wasn't too. Um, it's not like it's putting too much jargon in your mind about the mystic keys and stuff. But it was enough to kind of intrigue uh, and keep the story going. But I thought like the writing was more about obviously the family, more about the the, the Tyler and his sister and his brother and, and their kind of grief yeah. as such, you know, and. Yeah. I, I, I just like the way it was relevant in terms of it's like almost like three stages of grief for the three siblings, and they're like you can understand it all almost if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought writing was 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 top. It was good. I liked it, and I want to read more. I've never read Joe Hill before. Um, I'll read more when I read the, the other volumes, of course. Um, Shane, how about you, mate? Yeah, I I think he did really well with showing the 
the trauma of the kids. You know, um, Bodhi was kind of, he, he was kind of okay. You know, he was the young one, so he was kind of able to brush it off. But then you see um, when he's constantly dreaming of his dad, but their daughter, you can see what she goes through when she's on her own. And I thought that was heartbreaking. And he, and even Ty, when he's on his own, the way they yeah, show they they each deal with three in three separate ways with yeah. what they all went through together. And I thought that was really well done. Yeah. I think you are right. I think you're spot on there. This book does display or at least showcase traumatic effect quite well, I think really. Like like you just said perfectly there about the kids. But I think that also extends to the other characters as well, like the mom. Yeah, um, I think it's much now. Yeah, you know, it extends to and the mom and yeah, Brother. I think I, you 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 really do see the tragedy falling out of these characters. Like you know, it's just spilling out, isn't it? Um, but my God, doesn't make for good writing, you know. Yeah. Um, no, just lot, before we move on, can... before we move on, Caroline saying, uh, "I feel like Ty had no arc, and uh, and Bodhi was back in fourth in intelligence." Yeah, I, I kind of like Ty. I think will probably come into play more down the line, won't he? I think. Yeah, but I, think went, I don't want to give too much away because I have read a bit further. No, but I think Bodhi went up in intelligence because he was very childlike at the beginning. You know, he's fishing and he's playing and mucking about. But then when he goes to Echo at the end and he's like, I'm not coming back here because I know you're lying. I know you're not my Echo. You know, you see that maturity go up. Mm. I, don't, I don't think it goes up and down, personally. Yeah. I think he As was a child, it took him a while to get there. See, that yeah. this is the thing. If you remember, I think it was issue two, it started off with um, Bodhi's comic he, he drew in school and the teacher was kind of questioning about him. And the comic was really sad. But obviously there was like spelling mistakes and things like that. So I was getting the image that Tyler or uh, Bodhi was really, really young. Like I was thinking like four years old or something, like quite, quite young. But then obviously you read on and he, he's, he is quite, uh, he's young in terms of he can brush things off. But he's still quite mature. It's kind of, you're right, dealing yeah. with at the end and so on and yeah I'm, I'm, hard I'm, to I'm kind of in the middle of all you guys really i can see where caroline's coming from though because he did flip between like you said jane you did see that maturity level go up but he did swing sometimes you had moments of immaturity and stuff coming out but i guess that's explained you know he's a kid overall i don't know i'm kind of on the fence i can kind of see where where where, where that comes from and we just check really the comments here the joke. oh yeah the uh i, want, the, I wanted to bring this up Hang on. Uh, Adam's saying uh, the most horrific thing in this book isn't anything supernatural. It's the fact that Sam killed Rendell Locke because Tyler made that offhand comment after the argument he just had yeah. with him. Mm. I wanted to bring that up. Like, it's just so creepy with Sam. Just that he brings it up going like, you know, you asked me to kill your dad. I've done it. I also told him just before I killed him. You shouldn't mm. see the look on his face. You know, and it's just like, it's so creepy. And like, I, I agree that is probably the most horrifying part of the book yeah not, i will say though that, that sam lesser was um a fantastic villain um yeah. Yeah. i think i liked sam lesser not liked wrong word but you know like i approved of him more as a, as a villain um rather than dodge in, in this particular volume and i know that that shifts further down the line as we get into it but in this all of the kind of shock and tragedy and violence really does come from Sam in this volume. Yeah, but isn't it all orchestrated by Dodge? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And stuff and like, yeah. Was, was did obviously Sam was coming for the keys whenever they killed the, the dad? So Dodge was obviously in his mind long before. So that like, it was almost like this is her plan all along to get to kill the dad, to get the family back to the house, to, to manipulate uh, uh, Bodhi yeah. to get the keys. So it's like. But that it's doesn't like, make sense, though, because why would why would Dodge want him dead when she knows that, or he knew that he hid the anywhere key? So surely he would have wanted him alive. Who, um, the dad? Yeah, because he the, said the, the parents don't know. And as you get older, they don't they 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 don't believe in the keys and other thing. Like we're it's like if well, you're the older you are, no, no, no. Well, yeah, don't 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 forget though. Like he he's the Rendell wasn't supposed to die. He was sent there to get the keys and Rendell stood up, didn't he? He was like, give me the keys. And he stood up and he said, like, if you're going to shoot me, shoot me. You know, right. that, that's how that plays out. 
um you know but you're not you know you're not i don't know what you're on about you're not getting what you want and of course i don't think he was supposed to die he, like yeah. sam was just supposed to get those keys from him that's yeah. a, have i read this wrong then because i there was a few comments that said like even the brother like so we used to play these games when we were kids about we had these keys and done this and that like i thought as they get older they almost like lose uh belief and that these keys exist it's like peter pan isn't it yeah, yeah. Is that, that, am, I, am I right? Like, they pick that up, right? Is that? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. There's hints in there. They say that adults can't understand magic, or they can't comprehend magic, can they? Yeah. Um, on, on that front, so I don't think you're too far off there, Phil. I think, with it. I think the memory just gets shifted, maybe yeah. on it, mm. uh, to more like, oh, this didn't really happen. We just pretended it, and you know, whatever. Yeah. But it did actually happen. Because mm. even Tyler at the end kind of questions whether he became a ghost, didn't he? He was like, oh, yeah. I, thought, I yeah. thought he did kill me, and I thought I saw things. And he's like, but I must have just, yeah. yeah. So Yeah, he thought he it was all in his mind. Yeah. Mm. I will say that, that that particular scene there, you know, towards the end, you know, when all that kicks off and, you know, Sam breaks out, and that's pretty terrifying um, for, a, for, a, for a conclusion of a book, really. I, I was, yeah. that was, that's edgy seat reading, that is, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it definitely nice. gripped me. Yeah, good that Kinsley got a little bit of closure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because she, she kept calling herself a coward. And, you know, she did what she protected Code uh, Bodhi. So, you know, mm. she was hard, very hard on herself. She protected her little brother. Um, but she got to sort of scare him off and save Tyler, didn't she? So that was a nice thing for her. Just while I mentioned the, the writing as well, it's kind of Twig Domini mentioned that, like the part where she was describing the fact that she almost was like choking Bodhi and mm. she was biting her lips so hard, like even that kind of detail in the writing to describe that kind of thing that you've got your little brother and you want him, you don't want him to make a noise in case the bad guys see him. So you're almost like holding them so tight, you're like choking them so he doesn't speak. I love that yeah. too, like that kind of detail. Yeah, it's just that kind of yeah. detail Yeah, you didn't know you need until it's there. Yeah. You know, um, it, it made you feel it. The noob is saying that there's a, uh, a there's a lot of this that has similarities to Stephen King's It. Pennyworth influences Henry Bowers to do his bidding in the same way that Dodge influences Sam. I'm like, yeah, I kind of see that, you know. Yeah, he's just following his father's blueprints, I suppose. Why not, man? Why not? I think this is far enough removed from Pennywise because you you know the technique used for writing there may may have been familiar but the added factor of the keys and stuff like that definitely gave this i didn't feel like this was something that was derivative to a point where i'm like okay he's copied this from somewhere else no, I, did, I didn't it's feel hard like not to if your dad if you grow up with your dad telling you <laughs> these stories it's hard not to be influenced isn't it yeah i just picture stephen king reading these stories to his son like a 10 year old like it and all these kind of scary oh, bed. yeah in bed <laughs> Night night sleep tight. Carry <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. I, I you know, I mean clearly, you know, there's gotta be some influence if your daddy's like a, a huge author like uh Stephen King. But uh I will say for me, like the um I found the writing in this absolutely brilliant. Like I'll be honest, I'll come clean. I have not read any Joe Hill stuff at all. This is my first experience of Joe Hill and I am hooked. I instantly want more. And this book to me just compelled me to read on. Like it wouldn't let me put the thing down. You know, like I couldn't walk away from it. I had to know what happened next. And so much so that I'll confess, I read all the way from volume one to the end of volume four, like pretty much like- I more than me. Pretty much over the course of two days. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think I read this in one go. I've, I like, I've got to give kudos for the writing, I guess, because this is the third time I've read this. Third time I've read volume one. And each time, like, I'm not bored of it. I, I, you know, I still find all the characters engaging. I still get, you know, like, um, when, um, when Dodge jumps out of the well behind Bodhi, I still get, you know, I oh, you know what I mean? That kind of shivery, creepy, oh my God, that kind of reaction to it. And it's just, I think it's just fantastic. You know, just the way, the way that it's done, I'm, I'm more than happy, you know, I've read this for the third time. I'm more than happy to read it for a fourth and a fifth and 
hopefully find more and more stuff each time you yeah. read it, and it's just brilliant. Scott, have uh, you read the full series? No, I've already read the first three. Um, yeah. TB Collects is saying uh, he saw an interview where Stephen King talks about Joe and how he changed his name because he didn't want to live off his dad's fame. That is very true. That, that's why Joe Hill is Joe Hill and not Joe King, which that just sounds weird anyway when you say that. Then I also know Joe King. His dad yeah. helped him get his foot in the door. You know, he didn't make it on his own. I'm sure he was helped in the door. I don't know, you know. I mean, some some people like that are quite funny, aren't they? You know, if you've got the the, the, the children of famous people, they're almost kind of don't want to be associated with their parents. Yeah. They want to do it themselves. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about Joe Hill's background. Like I said, this is my first read. And Firehawks as well. First Joe Hill here, he says. I like the style of writing. It seemed to flow and make sense uh, throughout. And yeah. Sean the newbie saying, Basketful of Heads and Dollhouse uh, Family are great too. Um, oh, I, Dollhouse Family, Joe Hill. Um, I read yeah. That. yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I know all the titles. I've just never yeah. picked them up. It's like, to me, I'm always like, I'll get round to that. I'll get round to that. Everyone says that it's good. And I just never get round to it, you know. Yeah. Um, I would, he did something that um, I don't normally like. In a, especially in a trade, is when he focused on one character per issue. Mm. Excuse me, um, but it was done so well, and I really, I really enjoyed seeing the insight into each of them and how they're dealing and what they're doing. I thought it was done really well, and I don't normally like that thing. Like, if you're yeah. doing a book, I, w I want bits of everything in every issue, um, mm. but I thought it was done really well. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. And I think what, what we've kind of touched on a little bit, but I think I just want to kind of like cement it a little bit in, in the episode here as well, is that we talked a lot about tragedy and, you know, the, the kind of grotesque cartoony art and stuff. But this does heartfelt really well as well. There are some really kind of sweet moments in this um, uh, lock and key. You agree? 100%. Yeah. It's got a bit yeah. of everything. Yeah, I know. I know it's a horror book, a thriller book, whatever, fantasy as well. But it's got, it's got its heartwarming bits, and its scary bits, and it's, you know, it's got. It's I think got a like, bit of everything for everyone. I think, like Phil said, that the heartwarming stuff comes from that family because this is essentially, you know, the the family dynamic and the story around those three children and the mom, um, the uncles, the, is, the is, Yeah, it's just as important. Um, to this, to telling this story as the house itself and the keys, you know, mm -hmm. and I thought that was really good. That was mm -hmm. really clever how, how those things run parallel and each have their own importance in telling that story. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. And the way it finished uh, with a massive, oh my God, he's found another key. And then look how many other keys there are. So now I want like yes. a trade for every key. <laughs> <laughs> I want one trade per key and I'll be yes. quite happy. I yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Just look how many keys, and then you get to see, and some of them you can guess what they do, and then some yeah. you have no idea, which yeah. is awesome. So they can just be anything. But, mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the rest of the keys can do and how the family deal. Yeah, I, th I thought the keys were just a, a great... I mean, because you could have told this essentially as it was a haunted house, you know, with ghosts in there or something. Like you could have done that. Uh, but the keys just add a special bit of magic to this. You know, It's such a uh, simple concept as well. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, oh, let's just have a key that does something when you walk through a door. That's the thing. It is simple, but it's, it's like it's weird that you don't... Like, a lot of people don't think of it. Like, it's so simple. Yeah. He's made it a big thing if you know what i mean it's like i don't know what else to think of this like what's it taking the 20 is it 2010 all the years of writing comics and stories and horror things why's it taking 2010 for someone to write about keys it's yeah, it's yeah. we've got a, a correction here as well dollhouse wasn't written by hill says uh albert langford thanks for joining us albert and thanks for uh yeah, for giving us some information there as well i think joe hill it's like his imprint or i don't know what's the word imprint but it's like he's kind of in charge of all those kind of uh Oh yeah, he's he's almost practically got his own like yeah. universe now, hasn't he? Like Joe yeah. Hill, you know. Um, TB Collects is saying I grew up the baby in the family with an older sister and older brother, and it hit me in the field seeing myself as Bodie running around yeah. and exploring. See, it's amazing how how yeah. many people have like a bit of a personal vibe going with this book. Did you ever find any special keys, Taylor? Any? <laughs> <laughs> 
It'd be weird yeah, how he so... just walks in behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, I, I just thought this was magic. Um, this isn't a book that uh, relies on gimmicks um, to drive it forward. This isn't a book that relies on any sort of kind of manipulation of you. This is a book that relies on good storytelling and you know matching the artwork with that in order to give you a kind of an experience of reading a good comic book that's what i felt that's the bottom line for me with the writing yeah scott looks like he's gonna cry i am i am chuffed you know like you didn't like once in future that much uh that was another book i loved and i don't like I, this is the book i kind of this is the book that introduced me to comics more or less. This is what hooked and me. We are maybe. all very grateful. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Thank this, you, Joe Hill. Yeah, this, you <laughs> Thanks, know, Joe. I, you know, this, this has a special place in my heart and uh, it's just, and it's just great. And I think, yeah, I, I, I was actually a bit um, nervous about suggesting this book because I didn't want it slated. And <laughs> I'll probably never bring seven secrets into this show either. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I have might. no. <laughs> I have to add as well. Like, um, I I've been trying to make a point now. Every every week we do this to try and buy the book because I like reading physical books. But I also feel like when you're reading something, it adds to the experience almost. Like if you're reading the book as opposed yeah. to digital. So I bought yeah. the master edition, which has volume one so and two. Nice. Yeah, and it is. It's a really lovely book, and I do feel like I will enjoy the book more when you're reading in this kind of format, hardcover, larger art pages. It's just like. So if you are kind of looking into this, I do recommend pick that up. Um, but I, I just feel like I have a better time reading physical books. I'm kind of with you on this one, Phil. I think if ever you were going to, uh, you know, I, we, I just had it on the screen there. Adam just said, uh, you know, great intro into comics. I think if you were ever going to kind of keep a book, um, this would be the one. So, yeah, I think it's worth splashing out a few extra pennies and getting this in a really nice format because you're going to want to keep this one on your shelf, I think, for oh, me yeah. personally. I'm going to do the box set that Scott's got. I want that. I want yeah, that um, case box set. Yeah, and me as well. Case. All right, folks, let's do it. Glasses are off. The glasses are on. You know what time it is, folks. It's time to get your waves out. No, oh. it's not time to get away. Stop jumping the gun. We are going to do the final thoughts and we're going to do the final scores. So you know the drill if you're watching live right now. If you've read along this week or you've read it previously, uh, drop your uh, final thoughts and your score out of zero to ten. And uh, we'll, we'll see what everybody thinks of this. Phil, over to you, buddy. I don't, I don't want to go first. Um, there's not more... More to say, a lot more to say than what we've already said. The issue I had at the start, what I mentioned was the art for me wasn't looking like it was going to fit with the story. But then we've said before, as you read on, it fits perfectly. Um, it is cartoony, but it's not like it's Disney cartoony or like I hit Fairyland cartoony. It's just it's still gritty. It's still kind of you know grim, but I, I love the intense uh, nature of like some of the art. And um, yeah, I mentioned before that that scene where that they killed the father and was Al Grubb and Sam Lesser killed the father and chased the kids and stuff like it was really it was really tense. I liked that I, I like that feeling of being tense and kind of what's gonna happen next. Mm. Yeah, I read it all in one sitting. Loved it. First Joe Hill. Loved it. I wanted to read on but I purposely didn't just because I wanted to not have my mind clouded but I'm gonna read on. So yeah, um loved it. I feel under pressure because Scott's gonna shoot me if I don't score it high enough. So, you don't listen to him. Do so not I'm, submit to the you, pressure. You. I'm I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. Eight out of ten as my score. Um again, just the few things at the start kind of put me off the start, but that's my own fault rather than the books, I suppose. But eight out of ten. Okay, right. that's an eight from the money himself. Uh Shane, over to you, mate. I absolutely love this. I, from start to finish, I loved it. There were literally, like I said, those two panels that you could take out that I just, I really didn't like those two panels being in the book. Personal preference, but the rest of the book I loved. I loved every single member of the family. Um, they all added something and they all, like you could see the dynamics between each of them and it was fantastic. So you'd get Brody and Tyler and Tyler and it was fantastic. I don't have a bad thing to say about this book. Um, I am definitely going to read more, um, but just because 
like I say, those two panels, I'm not going to score it down for two small panels. Um, so overall, for me, this is a solid 9.5. I really enjoyed this. Ooh. 9.5. Scott, go. Are you crying? <laughs> no, I just had no, not you as well. Will you all stop crying, please? <laughs> no, no, so, skip Scott. It's going to be a 10, of course. This, <laughs> this book, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a thriller. It's mystical. It's magical. It's fantastical. It's got all the emotional bits that there was, it was just, it was just right. Family dynamics, like we've all said, are fantastic. I liked, I liked what Shane said there with like each, like if you group different family members, they all react differently. And there wasn't, sometimes I read a book and I'm kind of bored of one character. I'm like, oh, right, easier. Let's get past him. And that didn't happen at all throughout this book. Um, I loved every character and I felt like everything had its own special place and purpose. Um, third time, like I said, third time reading this through, I'm not bored. I still love it. It's amazing. Um, but it's not It's not a perfect, obviously. So like Shane, I'm going for 9.5 as well. Nice. It's a 9.5 yourself in the mirror, Scott, that he didn't from that Scott. <laughs> right, folks, you, I'll get mine out of the way. If you haven't dropped your uh, your score in there, do it now, um, and we'll, we'll catch it all afterwards. Uh, before we do mine, let's just have a quick look what everybody is saying so far in here as well. Um, we've oh, got nice it's, a, it's, it's a 9 from Sean. Hold on, I'm just going to get the computer here so I can just tick them off as well. So it's a 9 from Sean the noob. Uh, we've got Caroline uh, saying it's a 4 from her, but it's a 7 from Adam. Uh, we've got Comic Band saying, I've read along this week. I've lost count of how many times I've read this book now. Oh. I'm just going to give it a 10 out of 10. What oh, they nice. do in six issues here is incredible. And he's uh, a lot of stuff. TB Collects says, uh, didn't love the art, but I was so hooked into the story, the keys, the killer, thriller, the house, etc., that I just kept turning pages. Nine out of ten for him. Uh, we've got Albert Langford, who's saying nine out of ten. Nice. Uh, Firehawk is saying 9.5. It was emotional, gory, and suspenseful. Story carried the art, but art went hand in hand with the story. We'll be reading more. Me too, buddy. Uh, Liam is saying, hang on, the chat's just jumped on me. I'm coming back to you, Liam. Don't worry. We are coming back. Liam well, is saying, really good book. Looking forward to reading more. 7.5 out of 10. Albert amends his score to a 9.5. <laughs> good boy. Sneaks that in there. And we've got Daryl, uh, who says, a solid 8 out of 10 for me. Great story and pulled me in, and I want to keep reading more. So that's what everybody is saying in there, right? I'll get mine out of the way and we'll do final scores. Uh, for me, uh, I have to say, Scott, I personally think this is probably the best book you've picked on the Nerdhead so far, mate, in my opinion. I've peaked. Um, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I was initially put off by the artwork, but not because it was bad, just because it, that usually isn't a style I would gravitate towards. Um so I was a little bit worried, but it didn't take me long. Literally just a few pages in, I was all like, the vibe matches. It all it all goes hand in hand, as somebody said there. Um, and I love the character designs. I, I loved that, you know, I mean, this isn't a superhero book. So there's not, you know, what can you do with regular, normal looking people? But I think Gabriel Rodriguez did enough to really kind of pull me in um, visually to these characters. And Joe did that with the writing of those characters by giving them personality. So from both angles, that was perfect with all of that stuff. Um, the uh, the roadhead was brilliant. Loved that part. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, this this is genuinely just a great book. I said it earlier. This is not a book that you're just going to buy and it's going to hit you with gimmicks to kind of keep you read. This is just good storytelling. Um, and this is what comic books are for um this particular book there it's a nine out of ten for me nine out of ten nice phil do you want to amend your score from checking 7.5 <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you awake are you tired for this or do you want to be more awake so yeah, like the justice league stuff yeah yeah I let's uh let's see where it all falls then um get the advocates uh, the, out the average, uh, we don't need an abacus, we've got a back computer. 
Um, the average score that everybody participating in this episode gave was 8.2. Which I think that's pretty good given that our average score that we hand out is a 7.1. 8.2 is pretty good, man. Um, we here, us four plebs, um, we gave this an average of 9 out of 10. Nice. Nice. Uh, so let's have a look where this falls on the Nerdad leaderboard. Nine out of ten is gonna let me move that banner as well. Nine oh. out of ten is gonna put this. It's in third uh, place, third I think. Place. I am it's happy with be... that. Oh, it's knocking three books off a of third spot. Yep. So Pulp, Klaus, and the Hicktear go down into four, and this takes the uh, the third spot there, uh, number three. She and I think we're not too far off each other as well. Everyone here, you know, they've given that an 8.2. Uh, we've given that a 9. I think, we're, again, we're all in the ballpark on this one. I think we all really, really appreciated this. Yeah. Awesome. Scott's happy now. He's going to be happy for the rest of the week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not going to hear the last of this. Scott's going to be so big-headed in the chat. Oh, no, it won't last long. As uh, Tyler says, yeah, it's no. all downhill from here, Scott. No, can't pick anything better now. <laughs> Your next pick is Wacky Raceland 2. Is that, is that what we're <laughs> going to be doing? They won't release it, man. It's that bad. This is the thing, Scott. Like You've picked Wacky Raceland and Lock and Key. There couldn't be two different drinks. It's just like... Pick, I pick a genre. Out, hey, I like what totally I like. Agree. Right? Yeah. All right. All right, folks. That is it for episode 25. I'm conscious of the time here. Uh so I hope you enjoyed that one. If you did, give us a, a, a thumbs up as well. And uh, let's have a whiz round and uh, everyone could let you know what they've got going on this week. Uh, let's go this way. Phil? Uh, I have nothing going on on my channel. Um, I'm hopefully going to kickstart that again maybe next week. But uh, or something happened this Saturday, which I can't quite remember, but maybe somebody else on the panel will be able to enlighten us. Possibly. <laughs> Shane, yourself? Um, the quiz, Dawn of Comics quiz and I will be up at 9pm UK time on Friday. I'm on that. Uh, yep, two of my three fellow geeks here will be attending. Two best ones. Yeah. <laughs> the third best one wasn't there. <laughs> no, he didn't want to show up. Said he's had enough. Up. Rugby was on. <laughs> Shane, do you want to remind us what time that is? Nine o'clock UK time, and there's a viewer competition. That's a lot easier than the last one. I promise. I promise you, it's a lot easier than last time. No. There you go, folks. Tune in for that, and you can win yourself some goodies, Mr. Shelf. How about Mr. you, sir? Shelf, we have got Comic Airwaves coming on this Saturday at half past eight in the GMTs. Uh, me, myself, and uh, me, myself, Phil, myself, and Liam have been working hard on uh, some some new stuff for this show. Uh, do definitely tune in. We're going to be sorting out our giveaway. We're going to be uh, announcing the rules for the next giveaway, and we've got a few extra little special bits coming up. So we, do tune in. We have been working Liam to the bone. So come see his hard work. <laughs> Liam is, yeah. <laughs> Poor Welsh. There we go. You want to say the time and date again, mate? Just remind people. Saturday, the 27th of March, half past 8 p.m. GMT. There we go then, folks. Uh, I will just end us with a few shouts, as I usually do. Uh, and the first one I want to send out today uh, is uh, for uh, Slim Comics and More. I think most of us in the community know Slim. Um, yeah. He's having a 500 subscriber mm -hmm. giveaway and he you can enter internationally as well uh so i've just dropped the link to that video in the chat there so if you if you don't if you haven't subscribed to slim guy he's a lovely bloke as well he's absolutely diamond chap uh next up is uh you've probably seen the next two that i uh, want to drop in here for you if you're not subscribed to these go check them out you've got a uh, comic bound there as well that's adam he will also be on the quiz uh, yeah. on Shane's quiz so go and check him out uh, comics, <laughs> I've dropped the link in there for his latest video um, which is uh, he's looking at the uh, the new 52 Swamp Thing omnibus uh, so go and check that out uh, he, he's got a lot of collected editions and they are all awesome I'm very jealous of his collection yeah, oh, God, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> and the last person I want to shout out today is go and see our man TB Collects Tyler as well. He's just, I've just dropped the link in there for his latest video. And he is putting together another, examine another go at binding yeah. some comic books and making his own hardbacks. Uh, this, time it's a, this time it's a little bit larger. Um, so go and check that out. I, I'm obsessed with it. I, I watch all of those videos that he puts out. I am obsessed. Tyler is so, on the quiz on, on Friday. Tyler is also on the quiz as well. Yeah. So there you go. You'll find them there and you'll find them on the channels. And if you do like what we do, you're bound to like what they do as well because we're we're all similar, all comic book fans. So go check them out if you haven't already. Right then, folks, that is episode 25. I hope you've enjoyed it. As I said, if you did, give it a cheeky thumbs up. And Phil, what are the magic words to see us out, buddy? Um, Sorry, going to tell him what we're reading next week. No, I don't want him. Okay. No. Fair enough. Just checking. I suppose I should, shouldn't I, really? All right. Okay. We're not going. Apparently, we're staying here. <laughs> Next week, folks, we are reading The Court of Owls from DC in 2011. Yes. Going to take top spot. We're getting some Snyder action. Not that one, the other one. So look the out for that. One. <laughs> the other Snyder. There you go. That's what we're reading for next week. And we'll try this again then. Phil, magic words, please, sir. Bye bye. <laughs> get, get your website. <laughs>